Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, is it warm in here or is it climate change? Yikes! I talk with Kelly Corrigan and Dr. Joellen Russell from the new five-part podcast, All Together Now, that shares conversations on climate change with teens and scientists. Plus, biz like Saturdays again. Woo! Hey, Biz. I'm guess this is a check-in or a genius. Sure. I just ran a marathon with two kids. Well, they weren't with me, but I did it. I used a lot of training and a lot of weekend-long runs, leaving them with the husband and finding time for me, but I did it, and I'm just proud, and I wanted to check in. <laughs> thank, thank you for everything. Love your show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you needed to check in on that. One, you ran a marathon, so... That is deserving of all the respect. Also, I just got to say, I am really trying to make an effort to tell people who have managed to find time for themselves and commit to it. I know that almost feels kind of sad. I feel like, what am I saying? Of course you can find that. Look, I am a reasonable person who should be able to do that, but I'm still unable to do that with any real repetition, right? Because if it ain't a job, then it's easily able to be moved or shifted or forgotten about. But to train for a marathon takes a commitment and it does give you that space away from your family, which is nice. (laughs) And it's free. It's the best. I think you are doing a really good job. That is so great. That is really great. What's also great is that I'm enjoying Saturdays again. Because why? You hate unstructured time. It's true. But it's football season. I'm sorry. It's college football season. And as we all know, roll Todd. And so I am getting to watch college football which has been a lot of fun. And I do find it incredibly stress relieving because I just yell at the television set. Stefan enjoys it. My folks live here now, so we get to watch it live with them. And I did it. I have completely trained my children now to respect college football. I mean, it was, Ellis is eight. I mean, it was like a long process. But now when they see that football is on, Both of them either sit and watch it with us or go about their own business. It's amazing. (laughs) It's truly next level. And I know, like, it's one of those, like, oh, I get to drop both kids off at the same school kind of drop off or pick up thing, right? Like, it's, they show zero respect for a variety of other things that I would like to do in my life. But they now understand football games. (laughs) and that they are not to interrupt. So I am thrilled. That is exciting. I'm enjoying yelling at the television again. But I got to tell you, it has been hard watching the most recent few games. (laughs) Little football story. I was watching Alabama play Texas, and it was 120 degrees on the field. And I thought, 
I cannot believe football players are not yakking or passing out. And I think that ties in really nicely (laughs) to what we're going to talk about today with our guest from the new five-part podcast, All Together Now, that shares conversations on climate change with teens and scientists. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week... I am very, I'm, I am excited because before we started recording, I've been chatting with these two people and it's already uh, derailed. So I am very excited to be talking to two people today. I will begin the bios with Kelly Corrigan, who is the author of five New York Times bestselling books, including The Middle Place, the host of PBS's long-form interview show, Tell Me More, and the host of the weekly radio and podcast, Kelly Corrigan Wonders, which is now celebrating its two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, that's like mice nuts compared to you. But yes, thank you for that deep, <laughs> no, deep no. congratulations. You got PBS, mic drop. It's true, but I don't think they let you have margaritas while you work. You know? Probably not. I no. hope you guys are having not margaritas. The PBS kind of thing. <laughs> Speaking of margaritas, the other lovely person with me is Dr. Joellen Russell, who is the Thomas R. Brown Distinguished Chair of Integrative Science and Professor at the University of Arizona in the Department of Geosciences. She currently serves as Chair of the NOAA Science Advisory Board's Climate Working Group as an objective leader of the Scientific Committee. Oh, you're on just Ant- going to scare everybody. I know, it's the best. Antarctic's research. Come on. It's insane. It's insane. I bow down. Research Antarctic Climate 21. I'm assuming that's the name of the ship. Maybe. Is that (laughs) the name of the ship? And on the National Center for Atmospheric Research's Community Earth System Model Advisory Board. That was a lot of words we just put together. And they are as impressive as they sound together. Okay. Listen, Joellen, Dr. Russell. You deserve it. You deserve it. Own it. Own it. Own that doctor. She is one of several science moms, and we're going to talk a little bit about that website. And science moms have worked together with Kelly to come out with a five-part podcast series called All Together Now, highlighting how different generations are working together to fight climate change and secure a safer future for all of us. I promise, guys, we are not going to feel like shit when this is over. We are going to feel empowered and we're going to feel normal. Welcome to the show, Kelly, and I'll call you Joellen. Yes, please. Yes, please. Hi. I want to ask you, just to get really personal, before we talk about the end days. Doug- <laughs> we're not talking about the end days. We're winning. The solutions, we baby. This winning. is solutions. <laughs> All right. I'll start with you, Joe Ellen. Who lives in your house? I live here in Tucson, and I have two kids, two dogs, and a hubby who live in the house with me. And between the months of roughly October and April, it's a an enormous number of relatives who basically come and roost <laughs> because it's Tucson and it's sunny and they live somewhere cold. <laughs> 
Now, Kelly, yes, who ma'am. lives in your house? Nobody. I mean, my husband oh! lives here, and he's fine, but my kids are gone to college, and I kind of hate it, to be honest. It's way too do quiet. You, I was, like, looking for it? total chaos, and I got, you know, a lot of made beds and vacuumed floors and no laundry to do oh, and no God. food to I, cook, and I, I don't like it. I dream of that, though. I know, but that's no. the curse of the parenting thing, right? It's, it is. It's too much it's, or too little. Yeah, too much or too you little. You have to imagine yeah. me with my AirPods in trying to do this NASA, like, conference call to get this satellite launched and i'm at i'm wearing my airpods yeah. so that i can chat in while i'm digging dirty underwear and socks yeah. out from under my kids beds it's I awful so so That's your kids awesome. are 20 no how old are your kids joellen <laughs> my kids are 11 and 15 oh I we're swear in they do not leave the house without four outfit changes at which point like laundry has taken over my life oh yeah no, no. <laughs> i'm like shake it out Shake it out. Put it back in the drawer. That's right. That's right. How dirty is it? Use more deodorant. Do less laundry. (laughs) That's right. Turn it inside out. You'll be fine. All right. Not that talking about laundry teens and empty nesting isn't fun. Because we could. We could talk about that. We could just not talk about the really good work you guys are doing. But I think we should talk about the good work you are doing. And I will say why. And that is because 10 years doing this show... Talking about climate change, we have taught, we have covered a lot of serious, unpleasant, hard issues, and climate change has always been one of the ones that has been the scariest. Because I mean, look, I I will readily admit that I I am very honest on this show, and there are times where I have actually gone several months without pulling a paper towel off the thing. And I'm like, look at that. I did it because I was too lazy to go and get paper towels. I am doing my part. Look, I'm washing the cans out. And then there are other times where I am so haggard and broken from my children who are eight and 13. And the younger one, everyone knows, is a tad more. Get ready for that breakdown. Joellen, as you carry through, that I'm just so like, true. I don't care. I will like take this entire roll, <laughs> just use it to clean up one spot and no, I will throw away. It's and like summer and I'm like, I can't wash another dish. I'm yeah. buying the monster thing yeah. of compostable bowls from Amazon because I right. just can't take it anymore. The cereal bowls all over the house. It's true. Right. I would like to start with asking how this collaboration began, but I feel like we'll just have to get to that because I need to be absolved or, 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 or 40 lashes or 40 lashes. So I'm actually going to start with you, Joe Ellen, to just, I'm actually going to call you Dr. Russell because then it makes me feel like whatever you say to me. Oh, no. Is is more authoritative. Honest to God, I am robot floats and supercomputers and satellites, and I run climate models. We are the first university in the world ever to run the climate models in support of the IPCC report that just came out. So we're the first one, the only one so far. We're all about trying to look into the future to find out what's going to happen next. So I know the math. <laughs> oh, so have you seen the future? Or my paper towels Literally, and I ruined this, everything. This is the only oracle there is. But here's the thing. The United States has cut 20% off its peak carbon emissions since 2007. 20%. And here's the even better news. With the new Climate Act, if it even acts normally, not optimally, but just 
okay. Yeah. We are going to meet our cut 50% goal, which we told everybody for the Paris Agreement, we'd make it by 2030. And everybody's like, oh, you'll never make it. You're a huge economy. How could that happen? (laughs) We're already down 20%. And by 2034, we're going to meet that 50%. This is the direct projection from what we're already doing. And we're going to save a buck and grow our economy while we're at it. So, you know, we were 20% of the global emissions. We're now 13% of the global emissions. And by 2034, which is just 12 years, I mean, your youngest will be 20. She'll be in college annoying you asking for 50 bucks in the car, right? That kid at 20 will be in a world where we are less than 6% of the emissions globally. And we'll still be 24% of the global economy. Wow. Yes, yes, Kelly and I are applauding. We are applauding. Kelly, you've heard this before because... I can hear it every morning. I can have Joellen in my ear every morning (laughs) saying it's going the right way. It's just wise people making wise decisions and wise businesses making good decisions to save a buck and the planet at the same time. We don't even really have big regulations or anybody taxing heavy or anything else like that. We're just decided we don't want to be a drag. We're not going to leave our kids with this mess. We're going to start cleaning it up now. Okay. Kelly, this may be why, because I, I want to ask why this you This is like out. taking a hot bath for me. This is like I a Calgon take me away moment. Like, I feel right. nobody's saying it. Well, that's no, why I'm only news is, this, is doom and gloom. Is doom and gloom. Is this why you started and created this series? Because I'm just like, I know, I know that Joellen is right there with us in the Zoom, but Kelly, she just said all kind of stuff that I have never heard. And it just, I mean, I'm like, you seem so, I feel like I should take my, the end is near placard and throw it away. I mean, recycle it. But I, I mean, should just honestly, take- honestly, like it's the counter message. Like everyone's just selling newspapers and broadcasts with these horrible headlines that are totally unbalanced by the numbers. And that's why you should only listen to science moms because they have the humanity of moms, but they're scientists. They're, they live and die by the numbers. There's not one woman in that group of science moms who can afford from a career perspective to give you a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. That literally they would tank their careers. So it's like, where do you go for trusted information that's true? You go to science moms. So this podcast, you you split the time between talking to a young adult teen, freshman, college, that kind of thing. And then the other half with a science mom. So I'm going to, again, whisper like side eye to you and say, do you, how are you feeling coming out on the other side of talking to all these very smart people as well as this younger generation? I mean, listen, you and I both grew up in a time where people thought that girls would be better as teachers and nurses and that science and math, spooky math, was like beyond the reach of girly people. And so how can we be feminine if we're thinking? That's right. (laughs) And plus you might have your period on the same day as that's right. Your period and then what will happen? Um, so it's a thrill to surface these women yeah. who are deep in it. Like they're oceanographers and, and astronomers and there's just a power in platforming them. And then to pair them with these kids 
You know, if you look back over history, like big changes often are sustained by this enormous population of young people because they're idealistic. They don't yet have families of their own. They're not in like the hot years of their career. Like they have energy to give to something beyond themselves. And it feels really good for them to be in that communal space, like moving something difficult forward. If you think about like civil rights, for instance, or gay marriage. This is all that energy of youth is being pointed towards one and only one thing right now, as it should be. Yeah. There's only one issue. The air we breathe, the planet we live on. Well, and the right to our bodies. Sorry. <coughs> so, <laughs> so I just, just want to, while, while I'm going to the recycling bin, I would like to not have to get permission. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. IUDs for all. Gotta say. That's right. Although... That yes. is a climate issue. It is a climate issue. You are correct. Ehrlich and all the people going, it's a population bomb. We can't sustain ourselves. Bullshit. We actually yeah. are making more than enough food for every single person on planet Earth. And because birth rates are plummeting in, you know, there are 184 yeah. countries and 179 of them have dropping birth rates. And the brand fancy research at The Lancet says that it's because of two factors explain more than 80% of this change. Lay it on me. Women's education, years <laughs> of education, and access to long-lived birth control. That's it. And it <laughs> that this women are saving the planet. Yeah. Um, and this is not to say that they're not having children in the well, United yeah, States and in the EU. More a bigger percentage of women are having children. They're just not having as many. So yeah. they're becoming moms. They're just not getting dead from too many kids and blood loss. All right. I have to say, well, you know, but then I just I could spiral out of control saying, <laughs> listen to the other positive fact about. Enough food to feed everybody. Enough food to feed everybody. But, which is another intersectionality of climate change, reproductive justice, economic justice, it's education. The best story ever is you yeah. can actually see this change in that moderating of that massive increase in yeah. total people and the pressure on the globe. And this this is where it started right here. You know, this this is how we changed this is from 1968 on, we rewrote the future. And when I say we, I mean, you know, people like us. <laughs> 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 and it's our Star Trek future. Here it comes. Oh, Absolutely. is it going to be Star Trek? Yeah. Of oh, course I'm so it. happy. You know, enough for everyone and enough education so that everybody gets to reach for that job they want to do, not just the one that they have to do. Don't you kind of want her to run for president? I do. I'm also like, Kelly, how could you make this a five-part series? This should I be know, the should only, been, I know. Like, I could just do a whole series with Joellen. I really could. Like I, The joy. The joy, mm -hmm. joy, joy. Down in no, my she heart. she smiles the whole time. Nobody in climate smiles. She smiles. If you were telling this story, wouldn't you smile too? I mean, I'm... When I started this, <laughs> we were still headed up. I'm going to live to see us bend the curve. My... My heart is full of like joy and I'm on the right path and we are together on the right path. And there's a little tiny bit of American leadership thing here where it was the people that did this, just regular folks doing the right thing yeah. for their kids and their planet. And they may not see that future, but they want it and they're yeah. pushing for it. And I'm proud of us. And I, I, I feel like 
The worst thing right now would be for us to let those kids despair. Think we're all asshats who will never listen and won't change our behavior and don't care and won't invest. And that's not true. We are investing. We are changing. We are working at it. I hear you when you said you rinsed your can so that that organic material doesn't go in the landfill or end up messing up the recycling. I'm with you. But it's also like my kids won't let me buy a gas guzzler again. I want three rows of seats. They are like literally hiding my keys so that I can't go test drive, (laughs) you know, something that's not at least a hybrid. And that's, that's it. They get this in school. They know what they're doing. And you look at our Congress and you're like, okay, so most of you are over 60, had none of this when you were young. Zero, right? Get out. And all the young folk are like, this is physics. The physics don't care what you think. It's just going to keep rolling until we make a change, right? But those oldies are like, oh, no, it must be more complicated. I'm like, "Mm, you know, we teach this to kindergartners now. What are you talking about? It's so complicated, according to the news and (laughs) all of the shame and all of the like shame, shame. I know your name. Come to sciencemoms.com and I swear to God, you too can feel confident about your understanding about carbon pollution and what it does to our atmosphere. I have a science question because we've clearly set the bar that the news is good, everybody. It's kind of freaking me out, but I'm I'm going to be okay. I'm so glad that the news is good. I want to ask a, like a science question about we've cut 20%, eventually we'll reach our 50%. I understand percent, but I don't understand what that then looks like in action. So what is the impact and will I see an impact? Right. So we won't start seeing an impact on our weather until we actually stop increasing and start decreasing. Now, we are just one of many countries that needs to cut their emissions, but we happen to be, we were in 2000, the biggest emitter. Now it's China and we're dropping faster than almost any other country on earth. No, no, really well growing our economy and (laughs) at 3% unemployment. I mean, I'm like, yeah, really? (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) But the, the interesting part is, is that we do need to encourage other folks, you know, like India and China to decrease their emissions. Now, There's a technology innovation thing here where if we are the innovators, we get to sell it to other people because they'd all like to live the nice life we do here, right? Meaning they want to have that prosperity, that freedom to innovate, that freedom. You know, they want those things. Pretty much everybody does. And they like clean air. They don't want to breathe all that particulate. It cuts years off your life. It it leads to, you know, everything from SIDS and miscarriage. And Stop. We're getting into scary. We're going yes. back to okay. scary. So la, la, burning, la, la, la. burning fossil fuels, pretty much yeah. burning anything yes. is bad for us. It's bad for the atmosphere. It's bad for global warming. It's bad for your, it's bad for your health. It's bad for especially children and your elders. They're, these are very vulnerable populations. And we found that out through COVID. It was even worse. So we know, we know this and every molecule of carbon that you do not burn and put into the atmosphere is when they, they hang out there for 600 to a thousand years, right? About half of it hangs out in the atmosphere. One out of four goes into the ocean. One out of four goes into land plants, like the things growing behind me. 
But half of it just hangs out in the atmosphere and hangs out for a really, really long time, like way past when we'll all be dead and our great grandkids. Uh This is the bad stuff. So it's super important. Every molecule we don't (laughs) emit. And if we innovate the fastest and transition our economy the quickest, we'll be the most efficient economy, not burning or buying fossil fuels. We'll get the length of life and the happiness and health and the fewer kids being sick, which is all a drag on our economy and our happiness and our prosperity. So we we reduce the drag on both what it costs. It makes us more resilient and mobile. So we actually have distributed power. We're not all waiting for that tanker to come in the way that, you know, it's just awful. Putin threatens to turn off one gas line and all of Europe goes, ooh. Whereas we're like, yeah, okay, I don't ever want to be in that spot. Let's not do that. So what we want to do is, one, we cut our emissions, and that helps everybody, right? Right. Not hanging out there. And then, two, we sell the technology, and we help everybody move towards that Star Trek future while making a buck and saving the planet. Yes, Kelly. And also, there's this whole meta layer where we're modeling this way of life and this improved daily existence that even if we don't sort of sell anything, they can just see it. Soft power. If you can demonstrate happiness and healthiness and prosperity, who won't want to do that? Yeah. Soft power is a great concept. Soft power is great. It's like the guy who comes to sell siding to you, but is like, well, we just did the siding over there. You don't want your house to look like this, do you? You know, yeah, you know, really soft power is that your neighbors are so happy in their new house that you're like, I think I want that. I want to do that, too. I know it's crazy. I I hate paying that. You know, we we start bitching about our energy bills and then they turn around and say, well, I just drove up in my brand new EV. And you're like, oh, I want one. And they say, well. I hate my air conditioning bill this summer. And they're like, oh, I just put on solar, solar and panels and yeah. insulated my roof. And, you know, I'm paying 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, oh uh-huh. my God, that's vacation money I could save. Oh, I and that's two, there's two things in that that came out over and over again in the series yeah. that we did. One is that like peer pressure is real. So use it. Yeah. It's real for the kids, but it's also real like kid to parent. Like there's this intergenerational thing happening. Oh my God. They're, they're my holding kid our feet to the fire. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what is that bottle in your hand? Like, why don't you have your own yeah. traveling mug that you put everything in? Like, why would you take why would you just take a cup and a plastic lid from Starbucks? Like, just take your right. regular cup and exactly, ladies, everybody's showing off right now. As the person interviewing collecting these, these stories, yeah. Collecting these stories, what has surprised you besides this joyful news? What were some of the common themes that that you were hearing? Well, one thing is that like it takes a mix, both yeah. in the activism, like there's lots of different kinds of activism that work, but also in like the sources of power, like it, the, the mix is the answer. And then in the like changes to society, the mix is the answer. So because if on a street, one neighbor says, I'm going to get solar panels. Like the likelihood of the next door neighbor getting solar panels just tripled. If I have an EV and my brother sees it and then he drives in it, he's going to get one. Like he's so much closer to getting one than yeah. he was before he rode around in mine. But the other thing about the mix that's so key that kept coming out is is kind of anti-perfectionism, which is to say like, if we sell the story that like, if you ever eat a hamburger again, you're ruining everything. Right. You're the problem. You're yeah. out. 
you're canceled. Then we're fucked. Because the point is, everybody doesn't have to do everything. There's a set of six or seven things that everybody should think about. Fly a little less, eat a little less meat, waste a little less food, try an EV, throw some panels on your house, etc. But you don't, not every person has to do everything for it to keep bending the curve, as Dr. Russell says. We boiled it down to three things. We want everybody to swap whenever they can for carbon polluting to non-carbon polluting. It could just be telling your electricity company that you want the non-carbon polluting power. You know, in Arizona, that's nuclear, solar, wind, and hydro for us. But those are available. You can buy them. (laughs) But swapping too, like uh, keeping it out of the landfill, like new to you, turns out to get zero carbon footprint because all you did was extend its life before it hit the landfill. You're like, ta-da, free, no carbon footprint there at all. I didn't buy new. Vintage is awesome. Yeah. Whenever you can swap and then share, like the more you share, like just what Kelly was saying, the more you share with your friends, your family, blow up your group chat, tweet it, do whatever social media, Facebook you're into and say, this is what I'm doing because I care about this and it matters. And then there's, of course, the number three, which is speak up. And we have some of us like to write emails. Some of us actually write letters like on paper. I'm like, that's not my thing. I'm a phone girl. So like Saturday morning on my walk, I like literally have a list that I go down where I'm like, hey, Senator Kelly, this is Duellin again. It's your content from blah, blah, blah. And I just want to know what you're doing to stop big carbon polluters. Click. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Get yeah. Get to yeah. work. Click. <laughs> Governor Ducey. Hi, it's Joelle again. <laughs> and that's the mix. Again. Like yeah. you're a phone call or you're a donation or yeah. you're working on like policy stuff and you're working on corporate America and you're working on like interculture, right. like your school system Pick or something. One. Like Pick these three. kids were like Help saying yourself. to their schools, we want solar panels and we yeah. want composting in our school. That's not like that big a deal. But, you know, I interviewed Brian Stevenson once, the great Just Mercy guy down in Alabama. And I said, what should we do about racism? And he said something similar, which is look at where you live and work and get those places right. If you have a if you're an alumni of a high school or college, get that place right. Ask the hard questions. Get it organized. Same answer for climate. Wherever you work, wherever you've gone to school, wherever you patronize. Just keep bringing it up. Oh, look at these cups. These are so great. Are these compostable? I love that. Like all that positive feedback. You know, all these brands are competing for our bucks. So let them know through compliments or complaints, whichever your vibe is, that (laughs) that you're noticing. You notice that they don't have fossil lids anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, besides how much I enjoy women and smart women and science. The One of the things I like about the website is not only are there the three easy steps, but this idea of the mix is so doable. You know, it's kids get into your house and anything you thought you were doing or were going to do becomes almost impossible. Like, I mean, like we joke on the show, how does anybody do anything ever? Right. Like it's just so fucking hard and impossible sometimes. So I I really like that, like, okay, on the days where I am so broken and I was just going to scroll Amazon anyway with a glass of wine in my hand, I could instead, you know, go to websites that already have the form all set up for me to send to a senator. 
Right? Totally. Click. Right? Totally. And you are now virtuous and awesome, and we love right, you. Right, now you're virtuous and awesome. Like you did Now you thing. deserve a second glass of wine. Now maybe. you deserve like, one if you're into. Yeah, exactly. I just think taking the daunting out of the task. Doing it together in the messy way that mo- the mom village kind of works with the mom muscle. That's it. We're not perfect. Nothing ever works the way we meant it to. It, it, we can only like, we try to make all the little videos like three minutes. So you could do it yeah. when you're sitting in the carpool lane. We all know. Oh, let's get real on the toilet. Like. Yes. But those are, <laughs> that's it is we, part of why we wanted to do science moms was because we, needed community and there was a little hesitation because we're in really male-oriented very it's still like very anti-science and anti-women in a science department but we still have fewer than 20 percent women right it's still 80 percent men right who are on the faculty i mean it's changing so fast it's so exciting it's really wonderful so everybody in the positive spin but at the same time it's one of those things where it's like you mean highlighting my momness? I usually hide that. I usually pretend that I can paddle like a duck and nobody will see me sweat. And what that really means is that I don't get the laundry done and I'm, you know, I'm eating takeout. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but You're a you don't want to let them see you sweat. So what this was, was just shedding all of that. Just taking oh, off the manacles and saying, job. I need to tell you about how informed my utter my career, my life, my work, my kids are all part of the same thing, which is I'm looking forward. I want my babies to have a better life and I'll lay down in the road to get that data so that we can all move together. And the idea of having the moms join, like come in, you know, lock arms. And so the response to this was insane. I mean, totally shocking. And honestly, oh, I kept that thinking shocking. at my university, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even want to tell them I was doing it. I was like, uh, <laughs> can I do this without anybody finding out? And now like the president of my university is like, Joellen, this is really important. We're so glad you're doing it. I'm like, where did that come from? You know, what's kind of cool also about Science Moms and all this climate stuff is that there's a moment where great parenting dovetails with climate, which is to say, because these kids are so energized around this, it is this golden opportunity to let them lead and and sort of honor their agency. So like a huge tension in all families that breaks over time or doesn't is that as your kids get older, they get really sick of you telling them what to do. And they (laughs) start to question you. They start to wonder, like, really, do you have your shit together? Like, why didn't you fill out that form? Or why do you drive this car? And a good parent lets them. A good parent is someone who's learning from their children. And this is is such fodder for that. that. Right, the the whole idea that never that we would have said something about what car dad bought. Oh, uh, no, that's the benefit of being broken and haggard. Is so that when right. they come to you and they, they can say, roll you, yeah, yeah, and you're like, I don't know, I'm right. trying my best. And you <laughs> think, you tell keys. me, like you right. tell me where yeah. we should go. If you think that this is like fast fashion and has been made by children and that it's just going to fill up landfills, like. Tell me to turn around. Like, I'm happy to let you yeah. tell me where to be on some of these issues. I teach this stuff, but they're teaching their parents all the time. I yeah. want to point out, though, that, you know, I, I, I'm i always hesitant around good parent, like mm-hmm. that that sort of language, just because 
we're all doing our best. And, but it's, I, I do think, yes, this younger generation has so much to give and so much to, to lead and offer, but I, I can't let the moment pass without saying, give yourself the credit as parents for letting it and for even if you mess it up, but that one out of five times you didn't say, because I said so. You said, <laughs> all right, what? You know, like, what is it? What you can I do? Me. How, you tell <laughs> right. me, right? Like, because we can't, we won't always be able to to be the model we'd like, but like you both just were like, our parents would never have, but then here are the two of you are doing that. Yes. And like, that's like, I think that's a really great story too. It's a great rebalancing. Yeah. Where it's like, well, we, you know, we're all having this impact and you're going to live with it a lot longer than I am. So what would you prefer that I do? I'm down yeah. with that. Like, I'll try Impossible Burgers. Like, that's not my jam. I love a hamburger to this day. Oh, dude, like, I I'll try love it. Those I'll try chicken. You know. I did it. I did those. We eat them. Yeah. I love it. It's delicious. I really found that my, I had to have my kids permission to have this career. And I know that sounds crazy because I'm no, the boss and I'm crazy. the mom and I'm earning the money. But at the same time, I gotta I gotta occasionally fly to DC and I I, I will help them with their homework and then stay up late at night and then be grouchy because I'm exhausted, yeah. you know. And if I can't occasionally do the travel I need to for, you know, to get floats deployed or, you know, to get yeah. the satellite up, then I had to have their support literally where I need, please don't drive daddy nuts. Do not use a Sharpie when he's sleeping, yeah. you know, or, meaning it, or do I, I'm not you joking. gotta make your um, own fun. I know you're not like, joking. You know, I know so, you're not joking. I, and I had to get right. <laughs> I had to get fully okay with coming home and finding out that they had been sitting in their underwear, eating pizza in front of the TV the entire time I was gone. Yeah. Right. You know, like they're all right. They were fine. They're alive. They're yeah. reasonably healthy. And I'm home. So we'll straighten this all out. But getting used to that where yeah. it was an enterprise, it was a family kind of gig. And there were times when I was like, I could step back and and this yeah. is what I would not do. And this is what I would not, you know. And almost every time my kids were like, no, mom, you have to do that. I'm like, but I'm tired. And they're like, you could do it. Come on. And they're Joseph like, mom, it's a satellite. Get it up in the air. Yeah, will you? Get it up. We need it. We're all <laughs> depending on you. No pressure. Why There's are you all... watching Bachelorette? There's a satellite yeah. that needs your attention. You're While so you're out not there. kidding either. Oh my God. <laughs> have, you been, have you got a camera in my house? Yes. <laughs> they're like, you can't watch Babylon 5 again, mom. <laughs> like, you already know how it ends. I'm like, Shut up. It's my comfort. Shut up. It's watching. my time. <laughs> right, right. It's my downtime. Yeah. Mama used to send us outside when LA Law was on. She That's would be right. like, oh my God, outside. LA Law. This is my show. And we were That's all like, right. All right, just whatever. Leave me be. That's fine. I'll be all fine. Right. Amazing people. This has been a pleasure. One, Kelly, I have to say, I appreciate so much the the podcast, the Kelly Corrigan Wonders. It's such a great idea. And what's fascinating is all the different places you've taken it. It's not like this is the only, you know, multi-part series within the podcast. And you touch on parenting and you touch on all sorts of things. And I think it's, I like people who want, who wonder and wander. I like both. And it is so wonderful that you can elevate 
these voices because I don't know if I would have come upon science moms, right? Like, I, you know, I've been doing this forever. I fucking hate parents. Um, and like, like, I don't. And listen, we we're about- so grateful that you brought this to the attention of your listeners because oh. the, the whole thing that we're afraid of is that people will see the word C-L-I-M-A-T-E and be like, right. Not yeah. interested. What a bummer. Don't oh, need honey, it. It's gonna what be a bummer. climate. It's going to be science. boring. Moms. It's going to be slow. It's going to sound like don't know Joellen. Like, I'm just yeah. glad people oh, are going to know Joellen now. That's God, all I care about. I know. Well, it's like the three, the three negatives. Right? Moms, gross, science, <laughs> the worst. You know, and climate. I need to oh, go and just throw trash in the yard. Anytime <laughs> I get on the airplane and somebody says, so what do you do? Oh, like, I, I want to lie. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm the biggest weirdo you've ever met. I can guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I'm so torn between if I would want to be next to Joe Ellen or not next to Joe Ellen. Oh, you would because I'll be asleep with my headphones on. Then good. Then we're together. Then we can can be together. That's because I'm usually catching up on a TV show or something. Yes, exactly. Dr. Russell, I really appreciate your... I almost think it's insulting to be like, your enthusiasm about whatever. I appreciate that you're a fucking scientist and that you show up and that you do this and that you balance all these things and that you I, I, you guys are telling the good news that's true news. You're yes. telling the truth. And it's going to be even that you're talking to like, Young adults, I'm like, well, I've read the news, and they're all idiots. We're fighting despair. No, they are not. No, they <laughs> are not. not. These and kids are amazing. I know they are. But part of what you're saying, like all of this negative, that's the yeah. despair fight that wants to tell you to sit down, shut up, be apathetic, don't care, yeah. slow it down, don't change anything, don't be excited, don't be on top, but don't innovate, don't change the world, and. It's that is not what our kids want to do. That's not what we want to do. That's just the crap that the TV wants to sell you. And if everybody just understood that, you know, smokers going to want to tell you to smoke, you know, stop it. Just here we go. This is a joy. We're going to be like that. Say, you know, that Henry the fourth speech where they say, we're going to strip our sleeves and show our scars because we were there. We were there on St. Crispin's Day. You know, I You're amazing. just can see you. It's so her. amazing. I know. All up from here. I, I, it's not just president, right? Like, I, she should be president or governor. Of, she the, could world. Go, of the world. Of the world. Of the world. Of the world. And, like, or at least the, uh, you know, uh, local chapter of something or other. I don't know. I would take you. I would just, clearly, I would follow this woman off of a bridge. Is yeah. if she said just this is- a vintage and a, and a, and a hybrid, you know that's all. You know some solar I, panels, baby. I love it. I all right, and I just will say shout out to you know I'm a big fan of libraries. Uh, I think that's a wonderful place to be. But I also want to say when you're scrolling around on the internet, you should also take a look at your local city services. Stefan and I just got a free toilet from Water and Power because they came and they assessed our like water usage and our efficiency. We're getting and th- free trees. You can get free trees free from trees. your city. You can get rebates for solar. You can get rebates for cars. We got a rebate cars. on a new HVAC. Cut my bill in half. Right? People 
will want to help you make it affordable. So free toilets, everybody. Go take a look. Those low flushers, I do have some opinions on them. But that said, I'm doing my part. Definitely don't want more information on that. I'm no, not I'm not going to share. I'm not I mean, I feel like share. you already did kind of share in a I way, did. but yeah. There's a lot of inference there. In the, yeah. my favorite people. Planted. Keeping it real. <laughs> they would kick us out of a bar. Everybody, this is what you need to do, which is impressive. I know. You're like, ah. Or the library. They would kick us out of the library. For oh, sure. Uh, too loud for sure. Right away. Too much for that. Everybody, here's what we're all going to do. We're going to go first. First, actually, you should go right to Science Moms. Just go there right now because they are delightful and you get to like get in on this good news and support other parents and, you know, kick-ass smart ladies and science. So I'm always all about that. And then after you've looked at it, you should go and listen to the podcast, Kelly Corrigan Wonders. Kelly's work is so gorgeous. Okay, God. The work is so good. She's talking to so many interesting and smart people. And this five-part series is just, just one. It's just like one, like, I don't know, tentacle of the whole octopus. I'm working I don't through know. the back catalog now while I, I do my walks. I'm like, hey, new podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody, we'll of course have all these links in the notes, but go check it out. I have, this has been the greatest show ever because there was such good news. I know, right? I I think I'm so excited and not sad. We all should be. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you, Kelly, for making sure we work. It's good. It's going to get better. We're going to get better. I I can't believe it. (laughs) Everybody, I love you too. We are going to have to do this again. We'll come back when we go down 30%. I mean, we'll just celebrate each notch. That's right. Or we'll call the show It's a Christmas Miracle and put it out around the holidays. Honestly, Uh, (laughs) nobody would believe it. It's like Santa Claus. You're like, I'm not going to believe this. And it just showed up. All right. Thank you both for joining. Thank you. Thank you, Biz. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, y'all. One Bad Mother is supported in part by BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. And it can be even harder when you are faced with the stresses and the impossibleness of having kids in your house. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver and a better advocate for yourself. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BadMother today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash bad mother. One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. 
Have you ever been chatting with a loved one you thought you knew better than anyone and then they started telling you a story you'd never heard of before? Well, how many of those other stories don't you know? That's why there's StoryWorth. Every week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a unique prompt of your choice from a vast pool of thought-provoking questions like, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or what I like to ask my loved ones, what did you get away with as a teen that your parents never knew about? Now there's the StoryWorth podcast, which spotlights actual StoryWorth customers who volunteered to share their stories with you. StoryWorth helps bring you closer to your loved ones. Learn all about the stories you can discover together at storyworth.com slash podcast. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash podcast to learn all about the stories you can discover. Storyworth.com slash podcast. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius. Fail time. Genius me. Me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. The simple. I am remembering to give Ellis, like, a granola bar or, like, a muff, like, some sort of food in the car on the way to school. They eat breakfast. But snack time's not coming around. But, I mean, it's dry cereal, everybody. Let's just be honest. They then don't get a snack until, I don't know, like 10 o'clock is when they can get their snacks at school. And Ellis, like humans, does not do well-regulating emotions when they are very hungry. So giving Ellis the little something to eat in the car I think, I'm hoping, the school hasn't called yet, is helping keep him a little balanced, uh, regulated, through the first part of the school day. So that's the narrative I'm writing for myself. (laughs) So I know we talk a lot about geniuses that turn into fails, but I did it. I have a fail that turned into a genius. So... My three-year-old started a new school in the beginning of August because the South, and we actually missed half of her first month of school thanks to the COVID. Um, She was fine. Her dad and I were sick, and, like, so naturally she was quarantined, but that means we got out of routine and, you know, trying to learn a new school. Fridays are show and tell. Completely forgot on her first Friday back after COVID that it was a Friday, but my car is such a disaster (laughs) fail that there were toys in the car for her to choose from for show and tell. Genius! So I didn't have to stress about it the night before. My mobile toy shop, the land of misfit toys, lives in my car. So she was able to pick out her strawberry poppet. And she took it into show and tell, and she loved it, and she thought it was great. So, yeah, I guess that's my genius. Good job past me. 
for not being motivated enough to do anything about my tornado of a vehicle. We're all doing a great job. Bye. Yes. Yes. I love it when a fail turns into a genius. And this is so good. As a fellow car garbage dump, I appreciate any call that encourages me to continue to not care about the inside of my car because I'm so tired. I just want to get out of the car as fast as possible. (laughs) You are doing an amazing job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay. We have three cats. There's B, the grand dame who's been with us, God, 16 years. There's Steve, named after Steve of Stranger Things. He's a big good boy. And then Zoxie, who is, uh, I think we're like almost a year having Zoxie, who is darling, but oh, I'm discovering a weirdo. And the, the fail is, is that I, at 49 years old, with children who are not toddlers or infants. They're not even really kids. They're getting past that. Even with all of this, I cannot use the bathroom in peace. Because now, when I've gotten to a point where the children no longer come and talk to me while I'm in the bathroom, and I will be honest, most of the time I'm hiding in the bathroom. This is a hiding choice rather than like a biological function choice. I just want to be somewhere quiet. Zoxy now <laughs> comes to the bathroom door and proceeds to cry outside the as if I've left. As if I, I mean, I know that's probably what he thinks is that I've disappeared, you know, but it, it's like what animals do when their owners leave the house, I guess, or movies have told me. And he just cries and he cries and he cries and he cries and he won't stop crying. And I find that deeply upsetting. I find cats crying very upsetting. And I either have to yell and scream like an idiot for somebody to come and get the cat, or I have to let the cat in, which is fine. And I'm not going to go further than that. It's just... I still can't have alone time at all. And that feels like a fail. Hi, I'm calling with a fail. We are very open with our four-year-old about um, anatomy and, like, childbirth and, you know, his birth story, those kinds of things. And um, that is why at Costco... My four-year-old very loudly said, Mama, do you remember when you pooped on the table? Mm. And I said, what? What are you talking about? He said, when you pooped on the table, when I came out of your penis. And I said, but I have a penis, and I don't poop on tables. And then he said, your penis, when I came out of your penis. And then my husband said, do you mean when you were born? And I said, you didn't come out of a penis. You came out of a vagina. And then he goes, yes, when I came out of your vagina. Do you remember that? And you put yeah. on the table. Wasn't that funny? Um, huh. 
walking through Costco. Yeah. So I know what the fail is. The fail is being open and honest yeah. with your oh. children who don't <laughs> understand social norms about not <laughs> yelling things like that in Costco. Mm. Anyway, um, too good not to share. Thanks for the hotline. You guys are doing a good job. This is a beautiful fail, and you are correct. Way to have learned over the years that your fail was being honest with your children. I wonder now if this is why, for generations before, people never shared anything about sex or bodies or any of it, not because they they were ashamed or didn't want you, I guess, to just rampantly start having sex because you've heard the word. I wonder if it is because they didn't want you to yell out at the market or at a family gathering that you came out of a vagina or penis, regardless of fact. So now, now I'm going to, I'm going to wonder that. This is such a great fail. And I appreciate that it was really punctuated by your child's volume and location to ask those questions. My question is, what triggered this memory in Costco? You're doing a horrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Oh my gosh, hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this. Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech on why people should listen and subscribe to troubled waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period all right everybody it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown hi this this is a brand breakdown I'm at work, but I just I can't hold it anymore. I haven't I haven't slept in eight months, not properly. The closest I got was when I had COVID, but I can still hear the baby every time she woke up. And right now, my my husband gets to have a break from the baby 
that I don't for a whole weekend, and I'm so jealous. I'm so horribly jealous that I, I love him, and he deserves it, too. And he's been going through it at work, and, you know, and my uh, sister-in-law, who's also our living nanny, also got to have a break from a baby, from the baby, but I, I don't, and I'm just so jealous, and I'm so upset. It's <laughs> my turn. When do I get a weekend where I can have real sleep? I'm falling apart. And I just, I needed to tell somebody who's not them because as soon as I do, as soon as I do, they're going to feel bad. And I, that's not, that's not solving the problem, you know? I don't need to feel bad. I mean, I am the one that wanted the baby in the first place. And I love her. She's got four days coming in at once. And she just is even worse than usual. I just need some goddamn sleep. I just need a break, Kim. Thank you so much for the show. I love it. And everyone listening is doing a great job. And I know that I probably am too, but I'm barely hanging on. Thank you for this hotline. Thank you for the show, Biz. Thank you. Okay, baby. Oh, my baby. My baby. My baby. I just want to come and lift you up and take you to a hotel with, like, the good bedding. The super, I know, at this point, you're so tired, you would sleep on rocks and you would sleep well. One, you are doing a great job. Two, doing a great job doesn't mean sacrificing yourself, okay? I, uh, they're like two different things happening that I really want to look at for us. One is where you said you didn't want to bring this up to your husband and your sister-in-law, who's also your nanny, who are getting breaks because A, they deserve breaks and B, you didn't want them to feel bad about the breaks. And then you followed that up with, I'm the one who wanted to have a baby. We're going to, we really need to stop there, everybody. Just because you wanted to, and it it almost sounds like, well, it's my fault because I had a baby, right? This is a narrative that goes through everything when it comes to motherhood and parenting. Just because you wanted to have a baby or you wound up with the baby. Now, we're only going to focus on the narrative of, I really wanted a baby. Good. That is good. That does not mean you have to suffer more for it. Or when you are depressed or when you are sad or when you are suffering, it doesn't mean you should ignore it because somehow feeling like you deserve it because you wanted a baby. I understand that narrative. I understand that place, especially with young babies especially when they are under a year. So that's one. You don't deserve to not get sleep, okay? You deserve to have a break. Your husband and your sister-in-law also deserve to have a break, but that does not mean you don't also get one. One way to approach it is to say, I recognize that 
you deserve these breaks. This is really great. I support these. When you are done and you are recovered, or you've had a or recovered, no one's ever fucking recovered. When you are rested and have had that time, I will need to take a break myself. Okay? They don't have to cancel each other out. It is completely within your right to ask for that. Asking for that does not negate their need. Okay? So I wish for you the courage and the assurance that you can ask for this from your partner and your sister-in-law who helps care for your child. It does not sound like you were in a situation in which either of them would not support you having a break because you need one. Not having sleep, it's really bad. It's bad, bad. It's real bad. And the assumption that it's supposed to be part of parenting is a unfair assumption. It's not a healthy assumption. I, you know, I, I, I've shared multiple times on this show when I started seeing things because of the lack of sleep, right? It's important. You are doing such a good job stepping away at work and calling in. You're doing such a good job recognizing that you need this, and I know that you can ask for it, and you deserve to see it through. You have got people who love you, and when we are in states of crisis, it can be hard to see that, okay? You are remarkable. I see you. I really see the fact that you need sleep. And every person listening to this show sees you. And I guarantee you, if we knew who you were, where you were, we would all be lined up outside your door. <laughs> okay? I don't know. It's hard to think when you're operating on no sleep. And if it winds up that you have to lie to somebody to get it, you just need to lie that you've got to go into work on a day that you don't. And then just lie on the floor at your work. Unless it's a TGI Fridays, in which case, there's probably a space somewhere in the back to lie down, near the manager's room. I remember those days. You are doing a very good job. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, to quote Gabe, good vibes all around. I know the rant caller reminds us of how hard this is. And at the same time, to have spoken with Dr. Russell and Kelly about the fact that we're actually doing a good job with climate, that maybe we shouldn't be listening to the people who are yelling at us, that, that the news is good. Like, I, I just, I, I am so hyped. I am so joyful for this good news. I, in fact, I'm only going to get my news from that site now, from Science Moms. That's the only place I'm going to go get climate news going forward. We need smart, wonderful people like that to do that for all the big issues. This is the only place we're going. Listen to your mother. She has a science degree. So everybody, I hope, I hope you feel 
joyful too. It's really rare sometimes that with everything else that we are balancing and juggling and pivoting through to be told that things are going to be okay for some of these larger issues that sometimes feel just completely overwhelming and out of touch. I really appreciated that. And the bottom line is, it is good news. You are good news. (laughs) You are doing a good job. Don't let the pressure to be perfect get to you. I love this idea of the mix. Everybody doing what they can at whatever level they can makes an impact. Somebody got to bring the salt for the soup. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, you guys are doing such a good job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.